Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, January the 11th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, the second Sunday after Epiphany. And on the Wednesday of the week, we like to pick up one of the extra passages that float around in the Revised Common Lectionary this week of the church's calendar year. But during Epiphany, there's only four passages a week. And so on a five morning a five morning a week podcast, we have to come out sometimes pick up an extra one on Wednesdays. And so I was looking around and just meditating on some of the verses that I find myself quoting a lot when I pray. And uh, there's one that comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. So we're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-7 through seven. May the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ be blessed. He's the compassionate Father and God of all comfort. He's the one who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort other people who are in every kind of trouble. We offer the same comfort that we ourselves receive from God. That is because we receive so much comfort through Christ in the same way that we share so many of Christ's sufferings. So if we have trouble, it is to bring you comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is to bring you comfort from the experience of endurance while you go through the same sufferings that we also suffer. Our hope is for you for you is certain, because we know that as you are partners in suffering, so also you are partners in comfort. This is the word of God for us. So again and again, as a person in ministry, and this you know, someone who just walks with you know, people in community, we encounter people who are going through either trials or grief or suffering, uh, the loss of a loved one, and we're there with them. And we have this, like, I always call it a dilemma, not to maybe shade it in a different light, but like, I think whenever we're talking to someone who's in grief, we want to say something because uh, there's like a lull in the conversation. Um, we, we think that uh, maybe our words would, would comfort somebody and so I think oftentimes we scramble for words to say and um, what I've been what I've learned over the years in pastoral ministries that sometimes just the ministry of presence is is way more fruitful than trying to come up with some sort of a, a response to the grief that that person um, is entering into I remember listening to an interview with Ken Feinberg so Ken Feinberg is like this great negotiator they bring him in for a lot of the hard stuff so he's a lawyer and he um, helps to kind of negotiate whenever there's a loss of life. So he was brought in during 9-11. He was brought in after the Sandy Hook uh, school shooting. Uh, He was brought in to try to help negotiate this really tough, uh, brutal fight that's going on in the United Methodist Church denomination. I mean, because this guy just knows how to settle disagreements with people, and he knows how to find a way for victims to be heard, and uh, for those who are responsible for the victims um, and t- to somehow c- come to reckon with how much those human lives cost and to come with the settlement. Like this guy, whenever there's like a deadlock between people, like he enters in and then he he gets the job done. Like it's just, um, just an awe thing, uh, you know, awe-inspiring thing. But he remembers one time, I think he was sitting down with Sandy Hook families and he was just simply trying to greet one. And he says, uh, 
I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss as he greeted this parent. I can't imagine what you're going through. And I mean, I think he just said it uh, without thinking. He wasn't trying to be insensitive. Uh, but good for this family to not, you know, to be not to be bitter about it, but to remind Ken that um, he doesn't know exactly what they're going through. And that's okay because he can still be there to help them. But I think sometimes we do that. We, we have these like lines that we have you know, locked and loaded. And whenever we're in a, a grief moment, like we want to kind of make it light or we, we want to move it instead of like leave it in that tension and that, and that heaviness. And so we say these things. And so what I found is that in 2 Corinthians 1 is this interesting little phrase in verse 5 that talks about how the sufferings of Christ overflow into our lives so it's also through Christ our comfort overflows. What Paul actually does here is he sets up this interesting dynamic of how like we can be comforted by Christ because he shared in our sufferings and he's able to comfort us. And then there's like an extra layer of connection where Paul says, we go through sufferings so that we might have a tangible way to stand with you as you go through your sufferings so that we can have comfort for one another. Right after this passage, Paul is going to just unload some of the heaviness in his own heart. And I, I just challenge you, like if you read verses 8 and following, and if one of your friends texted you some of the things that Paul writes in that passage, like you would be seriously concerned. And many uh, Pauline scholars like N.T. Wright, they say like, Paul would in our day be labeled as clinically depressed in this moment. And we often try to hunt down what, what was the occasion that would cause him to write such things. And uh, many people think that it's because of uh, just a, a brutal season of ministry and perhaps imprisonment in Ephesus that led him to this low and blue place. But Paul retains, like he's honest about his struggle, but he also retains the wisdom of being in the body of Christ is that we do not walk alone. We do not grieve alone. We don't celebrate alone, but we're always connected. Now, for some of us who are introverts, we'd rather be alone. Let's just be honest. We're like, hey, just leave me alone and I'll deal with it on my own. However, like there are certain experiences that we have that we, we don't have the fortitude, the inner fortitude to like really deal with it on our own. So we do need to lean on, on the strength of others, right? And so one of the wisdoms of being in the body of Christ is that we, we share everything together. Um, just today, at the time of this recording, we're uh, doing a sermon series planning over the book of Psalms, and we're going to do a sermon coming up soon about uh, this, the Psalms of silence, not to, not to be you know, uh, mistaken for the songs of the sounds of silence, whatever that old uh, song was. Anyways, um, and what we just what we just marveled at is how um, there is these seasons in the believer's life where it is just so wise to be in the community of believers. Because as we pray, and it seems like God is on mute, instead of being plunged into despair, which we would probably be our only option if we were on our own, we can look to the right and to the left of us, and we can see people that um, maybe have a little more firm, firmer foot in the faith at that season, where we could say, you know, I could see God present in their life. I could see God working in their life. And so even though it seems like this is a time of like a wilderness experience, a desert experience for me and my faith. I know that God is near because he's near to this brother or this sister in the body of Christ. Therefore, I know that there'll be a season where I'll be able to discern it tangibly, uh, you know, uh, existentially God's presence in my life as well. 
And so I just, I, I just admire this of Paul. So whenever I pray for people in grief, this is one of the promises that I claim for them. I claim that just as the sufferings of Christ overflow into our lives, we share in that suffering. So it's also through Christ our comfort overflows, right? Uh, Jesus knew what it was like to lose a loved one. He knew it was like to be mistaken. Uh, he knew it was like to be misunderstood. I mean, some of the, all these common pains uh, that we experience in our life, um, he absorbed it all. And he absor- absorbed it all, not just to kind of prove that he's tough. He absorbed it all so he could minister to us as our chief shepherd. And so today, maybe you wake up today and you've got like, this is some unresolved stuff. Maybe it's a relational issue. Maybe it is pain in your body and you've been praying for, for a long time and like nothing seems to have transpired, right? And you want to give up. Like there's like the heaviness. There's like a lethargy um, in the soul because of it. Um, we can come to Jesus today because... It's through Christ our comfort overflows in this moment. And we can also go to the body of Christ, to our brothers and sisters whom God is giving us, like the people who won't let us go, right? And it's and it's through them that we can find strength even for this own season in our lives. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the wisdom of being in the body of Christ today, that we can experience Christ together. And we thank you that, Jesus, you lowered yourself and you allowed yourself to experience every phase of human existence, including loss and hardship and just having a broken heart from time to time, being let down, being mistaken, being misunderstood, all these things in which we struggle with and under the weight of them uh, day after day. And so I just pray for my friends who are tuning in this morning. And there's a heaviness in our life, God. We just confess that we don't have an answer. We can't define it on scratch paper. So once again, we turn to you in prayer. And we thank you that we can find comfort here. Um, we would love to have every need answer that we have. But what we will say is that knowing that you're with us is enough. God, we confess sometimes we struggle with it because we don't sense it moment by moment. But we do thank you for the gift of the body of Christ, that we can look at our brothers and sisters, that we can uh, receive prayers from them, we can receive presents from them, and we can also like just be comforted by the fact that since you're moving in their life, there's coming a day that we're going to discern that you're working in ours and bringing whatever is going on in our life to completion as well. So we thank you for the body of Christ, and we just pray that you would allow us to seek its wisdom today, and I pray that there would be nourishment for our souls today because of it. We ask all these things in Jesus' name.